It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now. I'm starving. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, the show that's so nice, we do it twice. And episode two is the late games on Sunday, the Sunday night are both Monday night games this week. And we are presented by FantasyPoints.com. You know why? Because Joe Dolan owns FantasyPoints.com. That's why we are presented by them. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, even YouTube. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. If you want to see Joe with the four-year-old toddler hat on, with the Fantasy Points hat and the fan spinning, you got to check out YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All of our podcasts get posted at Ross Tucker Pod. He is Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan. He's an absolute stud. I love how much you guys have embraced him after we we lost Evan. Joe has picked up the slack and then some. And you're doing the same with the website. Fantasy Points, Joe. I know it's been fast and furious recently, but before we dive into Chargers Bengals, for people that maybe have been holding out to the last minute, right? Like they just didn't even know if they're going to play fantasy, if there's going to be a season. Or maybe they maybe they already had their draft. Why should they still subscribe to Fantasy Points and use the code FEAST, by the way, to get the 5% discount? But why should they subscribe to FantasyPoints.com using the code FEAST now? I'm going to I'm going to lay it on thick here, Ross, to, to be completely honest. Um we while our wallets and our bank accounts for those of us at fantasypoints.com do appreciate you people who pay us the pay us money just to download our cheat sheets do your draft and then never log in we do appreciate you but i'm going to call you an idiot you're a dumbass because we have awesome in-season content as well um my focus is more on the season long side um, you know, doing our, our waiver wire article. I have a couple new columns that I'm debuting uh, called uh, called Talking Points and Vantage Points this year. Um, uh, we have uh, well, obviously weekly projections, but we also have a betting and DFS package that is our premium package, where you also get live streams, interactive uh, chats with us in Discord. Um, Scott Barrett and Graham Barfield are heading up our DFS content. We just hired Wes Huber, who was formerly with Pro Football Focus. He is an absolute stud. His his uh, articles that he's been giving to me have utterly blown me away. Um, uh, so you're going to be able to cash in DFS as well. Going to have a, a home-built DFS optimizer built specifically for fantasypoints.com. Um, Tom Brawley is heading up our betting package. And you get all of that for Ross if you use the code, the code face. Under a hundred dollars. I mean, like it's a site. Uh, at right now, if if you look around the industry at like tout sites, fantasy sites, whatever, there's quite a few of them where you need to take out a home equity loan to subscribe. Not at Fantasy Points. Not at Fantasy Points. So, um, if you haven't subscribed yet, and if you did and don't plan on on checking in on the season long content, I mean, I'm busting my butt here to do these to, to do these columns. I really would at least appreciate if you read them. So, I mean, I, I, hey, if you paid us for the cheat sheets, thank you, thank you so much. Um, but make sure you know your subscription isn't just for the cheat sheets. It's not over after draft season. Absolutely love it. Uh, key. Uh- 
make sure fantasypoints.com. The code is feast. Let's get to pick up where we left off. The Chargers at the Bengals. Interestingly, Joe, both me and Steve Fezzik had the Cincinnati Bengals as one of our best bets this week on the Mm. Even Money podcast. Yeah, so this is fascinating because you have a team in Cincinnati that has a bad day, um, uh, has needs some time uh, to probably grow a little bit, but they also have a uh, a rookie quarterback who Ross, I'm sure you've you've evaluated the body language. He's got a set. Let's put it that way. In Joe Burrow, um, I think they're going to score a lot of points this year. I really do. Um, the Chargers, obviously, I think the defense is the strength of this Chargers team, but the Derwin James loss is terrible. So I'm looking at Tyler Boyd, AJ Green. I like Boyd as a wide receiver too. AJ Green as a low end wide receiver too. You're firing up Joe Mixon. I kind of like Joe Burrow as a DFS quarterback this week, and I also want to see. How that rotation of receivers behind Green and Boyd shakes out. They have three good ones, uh, potentially three good ones. In John Ross, who never can stay healthy but has speed. Um, Auden Tate, uh, who was coming on in training camp. And the rookie T. Higgins out of Clemson. So you have a, a, a great group of receivers here. I think Cincinnati can score a lot of points. Ross, I, I'm seeing they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. I My first lean is with you there. Uh, three-and-a-half. I know home field advantage doesn't really exist this year. But at home um, – and Joe Burrow fired up to play uh, his first NFL game. I kind of like the I kind of like the Bengals. Got it. I like it. You're on board. What about on the other side with the LA Chargers? Uh, so I think Tyrod Taylor, as long as he is starting, he's a streamable quarterback because he runs. I just don't know how long he's going to start. The coaches always come out. Oh, he's our guy. We're not going to bench him. And then the team goes one and four, and then they bench him. So uh, maybe use Tyrod Taylor while you can before they go to Justin Herbert. He's a streamable DFS quarterback this week against a bad Cincinnati defense. You're obviously playing Austin Eckler. You're obviously uh, playing Hunter Henry and Keenan Allen. This is a really bad Cincinnati secondary. I think they're going to have problems defensively. So um, I, all, all of those guys, you have to keep an eye on Mike Williams' status, though, the, the wide receiver who's dealing with the shoulder injury. Um, what's the rotation at wide receiver behind Keenan Allen if Mike Williams can't play? What is the rotation at running back behind Austin Eckler? Is it going to be Joshua Kelly, the rookie, or, or Justin Jackson? Those are two guys. Those are two situations that I'm watching. But I think Tyrod Taylor is going to be a very popular DFS quarterback this week. But I think Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Henry are really the guys who are going to be populating season-long lineups. Got it. All right, let's move on to the Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. Cardinals played them really well both times last year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fezzik and I actually was one of our two best bets. We had the Bengals together and we had the Cardinals together getting the points in San Francisco. Cardinals feel like they got a lot of mouths to feed, Joe. Are they going to be able to do it? Yeah, so the Cardinals probably had four, maybe five receivers that were drafted in your fantasy leagues, depending on how deep. You know, people down down the line taking a shot on Andy Isabella. Obviously, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, You have Christian Kirk. But really, week one, there's only three guys against this San Francisco defense. I feel really okay about playing. And, and I say okay because I don't like DeAndre Hopkins' matchup with Richard Sherman. So that's not a great matchup, but you're obviously playing. They just paid DeAndre Hopkins. He negotiated that deal for himself. You are playing DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, but the Richard Sherman matchup does give me some pause. You're playing Kyler Murray. You drafted him as a top five. You don't. This, the, the thing that drives me the most nuts, Ross, 
is I'm sitting here on, on the, the Fantasy Feast podcast, and all offseason, I'm telling people, don't draft quarterback early. Don't draft quarterback early. Don't draft quarterback early. There are notable exceptions. But Kyler Murray is one of those quarterbacks who you were drafting early. And I inevitably get questions. After telling people all offseason, wait on your quarterback, people draft one early and then ask me if they should bench him in week one. Drives me nuts. Drives me utterly nuts. I am playing Kyler Murray, even in the bad matchup. I am playing Kenyon Drake. Um, I want to see what this wide receiver rotation looks like. I'm I'm not too keen on Christian Kirk this week, though. I think you can make a DFS case for him saying Richard Sherman is going to lock down DeAndre Hopkins, so you play Christian Kirk. Um, and I want to see how much Chase Edmonds plays. Um, that that that's the focus I have in this game. It's it's those three guys I feel good about, and then watching how the rest of the offense shakes out. Let's get to um, the on the other side, the San Francisco 49ers and what you're thinking there. Well, uh, Raheem Mostert is, is going to be in your lineup. I think you could take a shot on Tevin Coleman. The guy I'm really interested to see for San Francisco, though, is Jarek McKinnon. How much is he going to play? He was being discussed as one of the true stars of their training camp. So um, I want to see how much he plays because he can give them more in the passing game than Coleman or Mostert. So keep that in mind. I heard Coleman didn't have a great camp. At wide receiver, I'm probably giving it a week. Uh, I I mean, I guess you can play Debo Samuel if he's out there, but they had they had so many injuries there. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, I'd prefer to give it a week there. Um and see how wide receiver shakes out. You're obviously playing George Kittle. I know Arizona gave up the most fantasy points by by miles to tight ends last year. So um, I think you're playing George Kittle, even though you think um, the rookie from uh, the rookie from Clemson is going to do a good job uh, shoring that up. But you're definitely playing George Kittle anyway. Jimmy Garoppolo is a stream worthy quarterback. Not a really appealing fantasy team for San Francisco because they don't game plan to put the ball in the hands of any one individual player, maybe with the exception of Kelsey. Kelsey, uh, excuse me, Kittle. He's the guy who you might game plan to to put the ball in his hands. Um, but everything else is scheme-based. So they can be kind of annoying for fantasy. But um, uh, Mostert, for sure, maybe you take a shot on one of the receivers. Um, but keep an, eye on, keep an eye on McKinnon. Keep an eye on Trent Taylor, who I heard good things about. And then uh, you might be able to stream Garoppolo as well. 4.25 p.m., and I specifically waited for this game, Joe, to be our DraftKings segment where we talk about these guys because the Bucks, the Saints, there are a lot of fantasy guys, names to know, whether you're playing season-long football or if you're doing DFS. I've been looking at DraftKings. You can do the whole weekend. You can do Sunday, the 3, 4 o'clock games, just that slate. And so I wanted to make this the featured DraftKings DFS and Sportsbook app game of the week. It's the Bucks and the Saints. Let's start with the Bucks. Okay. Uh, three and a half point underdogs here in Tom Brady's first game. I think Tom Brady, and this is purely anecdotal, I just think he's going to want to raise his middle finger and go out there and, and put numbers on the board. One thing you have to keep an eye on, we're recording this on Wednesday. Um, Mike Evans is not practicing on Wednesday. 
Bruce Arians calls them day-to-day, but that would put a serious damper on Tampa Bay's ability uh, to put up big points in this game. Obviously, you have the matchup with Lattimore, which would you, you presume Evans would draw. But if Evans doesn't go, is Scotty Miller going to be out there potentially as a DFS pivot play? Uh, how much 12th personnel are they going to run with Rob Gronkowski and O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait? But in a potential shootout, Ross, I, I'll tell you one thing. I am not really all that into this backfield rotation. Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, how are they going to shake this thing out? I'm, I want to sit on that for a week. I really do. Brady, I think, is in the QB1 discussion. Obviously, you're playing Chris Godwin. Keep an eye on Mike Evans' status. Interesting. Okay. Well, like, I want you to expand upon that a little bit more. Well, I mean, when it comes to Mike Evans, like uh, now he has actually done put up numbers on Marshawn Lattimore in the past. But if he doesn't play well, if he doesn't play this week, they're going to throw Scotty Miller out there. Scotty Miller is probably going to be somebody who's going to garner a decent amount of ownership if Mike Evans is out. Um, And again, right now, I I don't know. Bruce Arians is calling him day to day. You might be listening to this Friday and you're like, Dolan, why are you throwing me into a panic? All I can do is present you the information that we have at this point. So keep an eye on Mike Evans status, but Chris Godwin is in your lineups. Um, I'm just excited to watch this from a football standpoint. I think Rob Gronkowski is going to get some DFS ownership because people are going to think there's going to be a touchdown connection there. I can see that as well, but I probably want to stay away from the backfield here. I want to see how that plays out. Um, all right. What about on the other side for the New Orleans Saints? Uh, I think, again, potential shootout in this game. Drew Brees is in your lineup stacking him with Michael Thomas is completely viable this week. Um, Three and a half point favorites. So uh, a a line of 49, which is a pretty high over under Um, Michael Thomas, I think could get a lot of targets in this game. Emmanuel Sanders, I think is a viable wide receiver three in this matchup. And you are obviously playing Alvin Kamara as of, as of recording, he has not yet signed that big deal, but it looks like they're getting to the finish line on that. So he is expected to be at practice. So you have Breeze, Kamara and Thomas, three guys for sure. I think you can play the other guys you can consider the tight end, Jared Cook and Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, Cook, Cook. Uh, I was a little reticent to draft him this offseason, Ross, because he had massive, massive uh, touchdown equity last year. I think he scored on like 17% of his targets, which is ridiculous. I mean, just like like an utterly absurd number. I think he had like, I, I really believe he had like nine touchdowns on 65 targets. It was a ridiculous number like that. Um, that's not going to happen again, but um, you can, I, I think you could play Jared Cook knowing that he still has some left in the tank here as New Orleans gears up for a Super Bowl run. Excellent. Love that info. That was the feature DraftKings Buccaneers Saints game, DraftKings game of the week. Again, highly encourage people, if you're going to play DFS, do it at DraftKings. Either way, whether it's the DraftKings app or the DraftKings Sportsbook app, make sure you put the code Ross in so they know we sent you. It's unbelievable how many contests, how many games they have you can get involved in. What about Sunday night? Cowboys at the Rams. Second highest total of the week behind only Houston and Kansas City, 51 and a half. Um, Dallas, uh, Dallas has been talked about more than any team in, in football this offseason. And, I mean, you, you obviously have uh, Amari Cooper, 
Michael Gallup and CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver. One thing I do want to keep in mind, though, especially if you're playing this game for DFS purposes, Amari Cooper has been a a wide receiver who has struggled against elite corners. And do they get more elite, Ross, than Jalen Ramsey? No no corner's bank account is more elite than Jalen Ramsey's right now. So just keep an eye on that. I thought Ramsey struggled at points last year, but Amari Cooper has had any, and he's been banged up in training camp. So Amari Cooper's a downgrade for me. I'm not saying bench him, but he's a downgrade for me. Maybe you give an uptick to Michael Gallup and uh, C.D. Lamb in that regard. You're obviously playing Ezekiel Elliott. And just like I gave you the spiel about Kyler Murray, you drafted Dak Prescott as the third or fourth quarterback off the board in your fantasy league. You're not benching him. Um, uh, Zeke Zeke Elliott, Ross, I don't know if you saw, but apparently Aaron Donald stinks against the run. I, uh, I don't know if you saw that. Did you? I didn't read it. I just saw the headline. No. But I didn't read it. No, they, uh, they. I think it was an ESPN analytics piece that said he's average against the run. I don't agree with that. But obviously, if you think he stinks against the run, fire up Ezekiel Elliott. You're playing Zeke anyway. Um, a guy I want to keep an eye on and I think is viable this week if you went dumpster diving at the tight end position like I advised that you could do. Uh, Blake Jarwin, Dak Prescott talking him up. The Cowboys saying all offseason, hey, we think this guy can take the next step to being a number one tight end. So Cooper and Gallup, wide receiver twos. I think CeeDee Lamb has wide receiver three kind of potential this week. And Prescott and Zeke are locked into your lineups, and a lower-end guy you can consider is Blake Jarwin. On the Rams on the other side, uh, I got Cam Akers in our fantasy feast draft mm-hmm. last Friday night. I think my first two picks were rookies, Clyde Overs, Hilaire, Cam Akers. But um, I just felt like that's where the value was that that first day. Now, I think McVay said three-man rotation, so I'm sure you'll tell me how that was a terrible pick. Uh, no. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think it's an awesome pick because I think Cam Akers is going to win this win this job. He's the only Ram running back I'm playing this week. We have seen nothing from Daryl Henderson. He was banged up at the end of training camp. Um, all the information points – and by the way, I was reading uh, Jordan Rodrigue uh, from The Athletic. She says Cam Akers is her projection to win this battle in the end. So Cam Akers is the guy I feel good about, though you might consider more of an RB3 at this point until this whole thing shakes out. I have a funny feeling – about this Rams team, by the way. I, I think Jared Goff had a really low touchdown rate last year. I think that goes up. I think this offense is going to be better. I think they started to figure it out towards the end of the year. So you're playing Tyler Higby. I think Jared Goff is viable. Dallas it could have some secondary problems. Their pass rush is what could give the Rams some issues here because the Rams offensive line was terrible last year. So the pass rush for Dallas, I think could give them a lot of issues. However, um, uh, I like Robert Woods this week, Cooper cup. You drafted these guys to be two of the best receivers on your team. You're playing them. Tyler Higby, you're playing him. Cam Akers, I think is more of an RB three flex play um, and keep an eye on the wide receiver rotation behind Woods and cup. Is it Van Jefferson? Is it Josh Reynolds? Is it going to matter, or are they going to play a lot of 12 personnel again? That's the question I have. Let's get to Monday night, Joe. And for the first time ever, I will be in the booth for Monday Night Football for Westwood One. It'll be the Steelers at the Giants. It'll be Ian Eagle and myself really looking forward to it. And I guess the big question in Pittsburgh is just what to expect from Ben and what that means, because they got a lot of weapons. I mean, they got a lot of receivers. Um, but Tomlin's been pretty clear that uh, 
Connor is the bell cow. Yeah. And I'm expecting that until it, it, until they give it a reason. I told you on the podcast a couple weeks ago that I, I wish I had drafted more of James Conner. Um, I, I, I just, I, I, I drafted some, but I wish I had drafted more in best ball because the vibes have been very good for him coming out of training camp. And we know when he's on the field, that's the thing with Conner. When he plays, he's an RB one. So, I mean, you're, you're feeling good about him. He's healthy right now. Plug him in your lineup. The Steelers are heavy favorites in this game. I think they're going to win the game and I think they're going to win it pretty easily. So James Conner, get him in there. Juju Smith-Schuster and Deontay Johnson. I am playing both of them. Juju is a wide receiver, too. I think Deontay Johnson has a high-end wide receiver, three, against the Giants secondary. Like, defensively, I still think this team has a lot to work on. We know what happened with DeAndre Baker. So you have a lot of issues there for the Giants. Ben is a top-12 quarterback for me this week. You can also take a shot on Eric Ebron, who was one of those dumpster dive tight ends, though you're probably sitting on him this week to see what his role exactly is. Got it. What about um, on the other side with the G-men going against that nasty Steelers defense? See, this is one of the reasons I was a little bit worried about Daniel Jones in my fantasy drafts because I think the Steeler Steeler defense was my pick in our fantasy points uh, subscriber contest to be the team to give up the fewest points in the NFL this year. I think it's a really good defense. I was wrong, dead wrong about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. I thought the Steelers were stupid to make that trade at the time. And, 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 but I mean, Kevin Colbert clearly had faith in his team and the fact that they managed to trade away a first round pick when Ben Roethlisberger was already out for the season and then go eight and eight speaks a lot to Minka Fitzpatrick's impact on that defense. So Daniel Jones is a downgrade for me. I have him as a QB two this week. You're obviously playing Saquon Barkley. The wide receivers gave me a lot of problems this offseason because they were all cheap. Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, Darius Slayton were all cheap. I think the guy I feel best about is Tate. Um, Sterling, uh, Darius Slayton could get a really tough matchup on the perimeter from Joe Hayden. So Tate's probably the guy I feel best about. Sterling Shepard always has injuries and concussion problems. But the Giants were also talking up uh, Evan Ingram and... I think he's a low-end tight end one this week. I wasn't buying what they were selling just because he's been hurt so much. I think the Fitzpatrick matchup is really tough for him. But I think the two Giants I probably would feel best about putting in my lineup are Ingram and Saquon Barkley. Not a great fantasy matchup for the Giants. Yeah, I would say so. All right, let's get to Monday night, the late game. It's the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos who will not have Von Miller. They are Von Miller. Uh, um, I guess we'll start with the Titans. That obviously helps Tannehill and those receivers a little bit not having Von Miller. Well, for sure. And um, one thing that uh, I saw Greg Cosell note is that the the Broncos did a lot last year when these two teams played. Um, bringing their safeties down into the box to try to slow down Derrick Henry. He is expecting a lot of play action from Ryan Tannehill. So I think Ryan Tannehill actually has some sneaky upside in this matchup. Love A.J. Brown. Probably not taking a shot on Corey Davis. Um, He was barely drafted. A.J. Brown was really the only wide receiver people were drafting here. But I love A.J. Brown this week. You're clearly playing Derrick Henry. Um, And Jonu Smith, the tight end, is somebody you could take a shot on, especially if you think and agree with Greg that the Titans are going to have a lot of play action involved here. Somebody's going to catch the ball that's not A.J. Brown. I think Jonu Smith could be that guy. I'm just curious, like, in general, how do you feel about Tannehill – and Derrick Henry like the whole season? Um, I was starting to get really into Derrick Henry um, 
in, in, in the later part of the summer, once it became evident that they really want to throw him the ball a little bit more, and I'm not saying he's going to be out there like Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley running wheel routes and arrow routes and sluggos. But, I mean, if you can just get him the ball in the screen game a little bit more, that would do a huge, huge number for both his numbers and for Tannehill because that would be another pass attempt for Tannehill. Tannehill's not going to be as efficient as he was last year. But everybody thought it was a fluke season, at least the market did, and that was reflected in his ADP. He was like QB 17 or QB 18, and I and he was like a top-five fantasy quarterback over the second half of last season. So uh, there was a, a lot of discount already baked in on Tannehill, and this matchup's become a lot easier with Denver's loss of uh, Von Miller. Um, on the other side, Broncos offensively. Yeah. Young, young, young. young. I and, want you to start, though, with Lindsey and Gordon at running back. Uh, I don't – we've talked about this before. Every time I've watched him play football, Philip Lindsay's good at football. Like, yeah. I, they just don't think he can carry the load. Right, and that's the thing, Ross. We now have two coaching staffs. Now, John Elway has headed up the decision-making here. But two coaching staffs that both did not feel Philip Lindsay was a true lead back. Because you you could see it, I could see it. The last two years, Philip Lindsay was clearly superior to Royce Freeman, and they still split snaps right down the middle. So my thinking with Melvin Gordon was, worst case scenario, they want to split snaps. And where is the area where Philip Lindsay has struggled the most in his NFL career? It's his efficiency as a receiver, somewhere Melvin Gordon has had a lot of success. So I still expect that Melvin Gordon is going to get those calorie-rich touches. But when I was saying like earlier that I wished I'd draft James Conner, a little bit more. This is the reason why, because I drafted a lot of Melvin Gordon in this spot. And it's clear that Connor doesn't have the competition for the job that Melvin Gordon has right now. I am playing Gordon as an RB two, And I think Lindsay is viable as a flex in this, in this, in this game. Love it. Absolutely love it. Joe, we made it. We did. We're here. There's a we game. Tonight. There's a game tonight. Like there's NFL games. I mean, it's, it's a glorious thing. This is the show for you guys. The only show you need because we've hit up season long and DFS while we're talking in the two episodes. We give you the breakdown of every player that's really relevant in every game. Check out fantasypoints.com. Use the code FEAST. There's so much good stuff there. It's, I mean, look, I don't know why John Hansen, I don't know why you guys are hiring so many people. Sounds to me like you're paying a lot of money to people. It's like the biggest fantasy staff in the history of fantasy staffs. I don't know what you guys are trying to pull over there. You bet you, you, you better bring a lot of money in, and you must be bringing a lot of money in because you're still hiring people. Yeah, uh, we we were our numbers have 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 done well in the month of August, uh, Ross. I'll, I'll I'll put it that way. But it's all for building for the future, you know. John Hansen has always espoused spend money to make money. Um, and, you know, we, we, we were trying not to cut corners with the staff. So uh, I think we, we've come up with a good one. Well, you definitely didn't do that. Joe, thank you as always. Thank you, Ross. Have a good week. You too. Check him out on Twitter at FG underscore Dolan. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. Greg Cosell was awesome on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today. I'm assuming, by the way, we record this on Wednesday. I have no idea. He might have been terrible, but I just he's always awesome, so I don't know. And he's a fantasy point star. And then Friday, we'll have all my picks. Other than that, totally stuffed now. We're done. 
Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.